Hi there. I'd love to have my voice used on the air. Dollamore, you are a big fucking jackass. You are an anti-American, sick son of a bitch liberal. I hope you fucking drop dead. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. everybody welcome to the show thank you for joining us episode 641 of i doubt it with dollamore i'm your host jesse dollamore and i am joined as i always am by the lovely the talented and the scholarly Brittany page so i think that this would be a useful time for me to kind of do a personal inventory <laughs> uh a personal inventory it sounds like i need to get into my Put on my therapist hat. You know, I have many hats, Brittany Page. Mm-hmm. That's really not one of them, but you what do you mean personal inventory? Well, first of all, you don't need to get into any hat. I can just sit here and talk and you can listen and reflect as you prefer. Wait, uh, that's not what I do. Okay. Not, not my job. Okay. Sitting quietly, not a skill set I have. I said reflect as you prefer. Well, reflection would, wouldn't that intimate silence? No. Quiet reflection. No. I no. No. So I I'm not immune from doing dumb things. And one of the dumb things that I can fall prey to is buying things that are stupid that I don't need. And one of the things that I bought that was uh, uh, stupid that I, I don't need. I'm reflecting. I'm just laughing. Good reflectively mm-hmm. is <laughs> this lip plumper that Kristen Bell uses and loves yes you did and I love Kristen Bell so I was tempted I'm like oh let's look at this little thing that she loves so much can and that I, she uses can I say I dig her too yeah she's the best who yeah. doesn't love Kristen Bell very genuine person and I don't really use like lip plumpers but she said that this this gloss she always gets compliments when she wears it. It's her favorite thing. The lip plumping aspect of it isn't like her her why she uses it, but like every time she wears it, she gets compliments. So I'm like, okay, let's let's try this out. So I get it, get home, it's on the counter, rip it open, put it on as soon as I get home. I'm all excited to try it. Immediately apply it. Immediately my lips yeah. start burning off my face. Well, you I was in the studio. This is that was that the first time when you called me out. Yeah. Out of the studio. Yeah, yeah. And I walk out there, and Brittany Page, <laughs> it looked like you had just been with Mark Nagel doing some beekeeping, <laughs> and you got stung a bunch of times but on But only your face. on the lips. Yeah, right on the yeah, lips. they didn't go anywhere else but on the lips. That's where they were attracted, yeah. It was pretty clownish. Beast? And... No, actually, if it is trying to plump... Uh-huh. Oh, it plumps. Yeah, it, that is an effective product. Yeah, it plumps for sure, and you can feel it because it hurts. And how, wh- how much did it hurt? I mean, it was burning. 
It was it was not pleasant. Was it, was it like an inconvenience, or was it like you had to throw that shit away? No, it was an, it was inconvenient. It was something that I don't want to feel. <laughs> so you're not going to use it anymore. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with it. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to do with this thing. I don't know. I've already used it. You know what the hell can I do with it now? I feel like it's a complete waste. It's anyway, kind of like buying underwear. You can't really return underwear after you've worn them. Exactly, and I like, don't want to stain. In yeah. the butthole area. Yeah. And so I should really review it and say if you like looking like you've had a severe allergic reaction that has expanded beyond the edges of your lips onto your skin. I don't think it did that. Then buy this product. I don't think it did that. Listen, we all have different reactions to different things. And this is really a lesson for me. That's why I said we're doing a personal inventory here because I'm really owning up to my stupid behavior Look, so that I don't get <laughs> tempted to when someone I like says, oh, I liked this. Everyone else should try it. That I just don't like go along with that. Everybody does have different reactions to things. Yes. Sometimes mm -hmm. when I eat too spicy a food, it makes my butthole hurt. I think that... That's that's my thing. Uh, that doesn't happen to everybody I, or most people? <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody else's buttholes. Okay. I can only speak for mine. Perfect. I'm just commiserating with you, mm -hmm. <laughs> Brittany yeah. Page. Yeah, I I hear you on that. <laughs> so I guess I should start a YouTube channel where I um, review like beef fat skin <sighs> lotion. Yeah, that's another thing you bought, but you like that one. Yeah, that actually replaced an expensive cream that I was using. It it you you said oh it's tallow, mm -hmm. and because I'm a wannabe cook guy, mm -hmm. I know tallow to be beef fat. Yeah. And uh, you put that on your face. Well, yeah. What, what do you mean, well? That is what you do with it. It's what I do. But it's also what it's designed. It's mm -hmm. Isn't it beef fat with regular lotion? What do they do? They whip it together? Yeah, I don't know. It's whipped. It's organic. I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> the point is my skin started to get incredibly dry two years ago as I approached 30 years old. It just all the moisture sucked out of it. And I was having like red patches and like dry, scaly patches. I mean, it was not a good time come for me. On. Anyway, yeah, just, just let me on. tell my story, okay? Yeah, but tell it with a with a with an eye toward reality. Oh, okay. So anyway. It was all scaly. Yeah. I looked like one of the like one of the creatures on that show V. So Ugh. you remember the creature of the Black Lagoon? I, I think I could Spot him if I bumped into him at Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what it was like. So I right. I, I, was using... Anyway, whatever. No one cares about this. The point is just use things that you like and that work for you. And don't get tempted by the links and the ads and all the things. Let me, let me, let me, and I'm not just saying this to other people. I'm saying this for myself let me because I need you. this message at times. Let me ask you. Mm -hmm. Do you have a set of Ginzu knives somewhere? <laughs> Are those the ones that can cut through like pennies? What? No, I think he was like cutting through aluminum cans and shit. They're like an 80s, early 90s kind of a thing. Like the Chef Tony knives. 
I don't know what those are, but I'm assuming it's the same type of thing. Oh, I used to love that infomercial. When I couldn't sleep, I would just watch that infomercial. He cut through everything. Well, I was a sucker. I bought a giant set. I spent like 900 bucks on a set of knives. Mm -hmm. Cutco knives. Yes. Because the kid, and Uh it was a kid. Who was selling them? Yeah. He cut through a penny with the shears. In front of you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Did, he, did he pass the penny to you so that you could like... He asked me for a penny. Oh, it was your penny. To cut in half. Are you sure? Maybe it was a magic trick and he somehow got no, it in your pocket. No, because I, as soon as I got him, I'm like, I'm going to see if I can fucking cut this penny. Were you able to? Yeah, yeah. Those are some mean shears. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I wouldn't want to try that. I think I would cut my hand off. <laughs> I have cut my hand a time or two Yeah, on my... Cutco knives. Well, I appreciate you. I understand what you were trying to do there, which is say, listen, we all get tempted and we purchase things we don't need sometimes and that's okay. But what we need to do is learn the lesson, right? What's the lesson? Well, for me, it's that I don't want bee sting lips and I need to like think no, 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 about no. things of before Of course, I... but what, what is the, what's the lesson about purchasing something? Well, if because you're not, you don't know if you're gonna have beasting lips until you have beasting lips. Yeah, but I don't even need that. What did I get that for? I don't need that. That there in is the lesson. Yeah, that's the lesson. Avoid consumerism. <laughs> is that it? That's it. All right. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't want to avoid Brittany Page. Mm. Listener communication. Yeah, we put out a call Hang last... Hang on. I, let's just bask in the glory of that segue. Mm. Shh. Let's have a <laughs> moment of quiet reflection about what a wonderful segue that was. Wow. <laughs> what are you doing? Quiet, Brittany. Shh. Uh, that was a wonderful quiet reflection on my beautiful segue. It really wasn't that great. So we have an email here from Marcus, and Marcus says... How dare you, sir? Hi, y'all. I'm writing in response to Angie's email on episode 639. I'm as passionate an atheist as you'll find, and I have many criticisms for religion in general and Christianity specifically, but I'll break bread with anyone who embraces secularism regardless of their religion. If you agree that government shouldn't privilege particular religions or religion over non-religion, then we're on the same side of the important religious debate in this country. Quick side note, Popeye needs his own microphone. Thanks, Marcus. Can I poke fun at Marcus a little bit? Mm-hmm. He's a passionate atheist. Mm-hmm. He's an individual who has passion about there not being any gods. <laughs> That's a just a weird turn of phrase. Clean it up, Marcus. Clean I, it up. I uh <laughs> I see your point, and I'm just ribbing him. Yeah. Something I probably used to say. Oh no, I used to call myself. An evangelical atheist. Which is even worse. It's totally worse. But I, even worse, but I don't think what Marcus said was bad. I, I'm i just giving him shit. Yeah. Calm down over there, man. Anyway, I'm I'm not defending Marcus. Marcus can do that himself. Do we need more quiet, quiet reflection? We don't. <laughs> but I think the point that he's trying to get across is that he is not a quiet 
yeah, atheist. I, I get it. That I he doesn't it. hide his atheism. He's not fearful of admitting he's an atheist. Hide it under a bushel? No. No way. You know, the, the old the song. Hide it under a bushel? No. I'ma let it shine. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a great one. So Let it shine. Let it shine. Kind of reminds me of what a turd the Righteous Gemstones turned out to be. Oh, yeah. I was really hopeful that that show would take more of an activist tone. Yeah. Or not even necessarily activist, but highlighting. Yeah. Highlighting more of the just damage that prosperity gospel inflicts on so many people. Yeah. And how those people, Joel Austin those types yeah. are in it to enrich themselves, take advantage of people, and boy, did they really shit the bed on that one. Although I, I haven't continued to watch it, yeah, so I really don't. It. I don't know, yeah. but it could have taken a different turn. But anyway, but we the, got. You know, I, I share. I share Mark. Not to completely just shit on Marcus and then move along. I share his his passion for humanism. Mm-hmm. Somebody's a good person who cares what they believe. I mean, I don't like Applebee's. If you like Applebee's, I don't hate you, and I wouldn't think you should hate me. You just wouldn't go dine with that person at Applebee's. I'd go. I could have a a soda or a beer. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Maybe some potato skins. Listen, I would be happy to eat at Applebee's. I just don't know that I would want to spend my own money (laughs) to to buy food at Applebee's. If someone wanted to buy me a meal at Applebee's... Mm -hmm. You would eat it? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. You, Ta- that's you, some tasty <laughs> treats. <laughs> okay, I don't believe you. So we have another email here. This is from Ava from Nashville. And she says she's been saving up some comments and random thoughts. Oh, shit. So this is in a bullet, bulleted list. He, I, I'm uh, a little worried. I received my stupid stickers with your dumbass faces today. Super, super excited to see that envelope in my mailbox. I'll be rubbing these in my brother's face. Can we? Can we give what that's reference to? Yeah. If you're a, if you're a Patreon supporter and you get stickers in the letter that we send and sign, mm-hmm. it. I make a joke about our stupid stickers with our dumbass faces, or dumbass stickers with our stupid faces on them, or whatever. Yeah. She's not ridiculing my my stupid face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And speaking of my brother, Ron in Bowling Green, Kentucky, I'm calling you out for not yet supporting this very show that you forced me to listen to this past October. That's prick shit, bro. That's prick shit. You know you want one of these awesome, stupid stickers to put on your zombie assault vehicle. Come on, man. Penny up. That's Ava speaking, not me. All right, Ron? I'm sorry. Fucking Ron. Okay. Fucking Ron. Always Ron. He's always fucking around. Next bullet point. Come on, Ron. In your Flintstone Vitamins podcast, I think you mentioned something about no one commenting about the new mics you have. I hadn't noticed on the podcast, but I did notice something while watching Jesse read the House impeachment report on YouTube. The audio definitely fluctuates in that video. I'm getting caught up on the YouTubes, so I don't know if the audio issues were still happening after that video. Would you like to pause and speak to the audio issues? I have no comment on that. Okay. 
And on the topic of Christians from 439, I was not brought up in the church, but when I was 29, I attended a church weekend and was surrounded by some really great people and had a great experience. I'm a lifelong learner. Love that phrase, Ava. So I wanted to learn what this Christianity biz was all about. So I read and read and read over a period of about 10 years. I read the Bible about four times cover to cover in different translations. I tried several different churches, different denominations, different cities, and even got baptized twice. Twice, because the first time didn't take. Hmm. She continues, but what I found is that the more I educated myself about Christianity, the more I didn't want anything to do with it, other than the obvious science contradictions, like, quote, like a virgin giving birth or someone parting the raging seas, I found myself stuck on the point that this book was written by man and man is innately selfish and full of competing interests. So to that end, instead of following the one guy upstairs, I choose to live my life walking side by side with the folks on my own level, you know, down here on earth. I don't care if you are black or white, Christian or atheist, gay or straight, I will treat you with the utmost respect until you are undeserving of that respect. If you are a Christian or an atheist or a Buddhist, that's great. I hope you live your life to the fullest and do great things in the world. But for fuck's sake, stop putting people in boxes. Try walking down the street and instead of seeing black or white, gay or straight, try seeing human, period. And try getting out of your town or branch outside of your group of like-minded people. Give yourself some diversity every once in a while. I'm a 49-year-old female who happens to be white and widowed four years ago. My brother is a great guy who happens to be an atheist. My son is married to a wonderful gal who happens to be black. My 60-year-old roommate slash best friend just happens to be gay. And my father is a sweet man who happens to be a lifetime NRA member and hardcore Republican. I can almost tolerate that last part. My point is, shit, man, I just wish humans were better at being better humans. And Ron Ron from Bowling Green, Kentucky, don't forget to sign up at patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore or click that flipping join button when you're watching his YouTube videos, man. I enjoy you both. I appreciate what you do. And I'm proud to be part of this conversation. If you ever want to come back to Nashville for a visit, I'd be happy to host you both and Popeye too. Very nice, Ava. Can I, there, there is one part of that. I don't want to, I think that there was, it was so, so beautifully said and her heart is so pure about it that I don't want to criticize, but there is one thing if I'm going to find something to talk about would be that we're all just humans, see, see humans as humans. That That is an awesome sentiment, but it kind of verges on that we're colorblind. I'm colorblind. I don't see color thing. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome if we all we see each other as humans. But I would take it a step further, and that is to recognize that each of us has our own unique outlook on the world based on our experiences, and to not discount that. Mm-hmm. I guess that is part of our humanity. Mm-hmm. Is that we each see the world through different lenses, through different eyes, based on how we've been treated, based on on how rich or poor uh, that we've been throughout our entire life. Yeah. Well, it's not really a criticism. I guess it's just more of a clarification. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think when people hear the 
like don't see color kind of arguments. They they start thinking about, well, if we don't see color, we're not seeing a lot of things. We're not seeing different cultures. We're not seeing oppression of certain groups, which is very important to be able to see. And so there's things that go along with that. But I don't think that Ava necessarily meant it like that, right? It could have sounded like that. That's why I just hesitated. I don't want, well, maybe I'm, Maybe I'm preemptive, preempting a bunch of emails and voicemails going after Ava. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what I'm doing. Yeah, and it could have sounded like that, right? Um, but I think that her heart is in she, a different place. Clearly, that's not what she's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, if you're looking at, oh, we're all just humans in line here at the at the whatever, and this one person's getting treated badly. Well, I wonder why they're getting treated badly. I don't see color, so it's just another person. Mm-hmm. And it's clear what's happening. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, that's not what Ava was saying. Yeah. Anyway, I'm making uh, a problem where there is none. That tends to be what I do. Good times. Can I just, can I talk about something that is bothering me? Of course. This is like that a is, lot of personal inventory for me right that now. That is what we do. So... What is it about this impulse that people have? Like, let's say that you're at a social gathering, okay? And someone says something that is just 100% false. There's no way that it's true. Is it 100% false? It's 100% false. All right. Kathy, there you go. They are just saying something that is not factual. There's no evidence to back it up. And they're just like saying something. Like vaccines cause autism. Whatever it might be. Okay. And, And sometimes you'll hear this response. Really? I didn't know that. Is this person who's acting like, what? Are they... Are are they just engaging in conversation, knowing what what that what was said was wrong, or are what's their game? I don't know. I don't know if it's just to be kind and gracious and not like start a problem in a social situation, or if it's someone who doesn't know any better and then just hears someone say something and is like, "Really? Hmm. I didn't know that. I'm well, gonna adopt that as my new worldview because I don't know any better." There have been times, um, particularly with politics, like for instance. The lady who came over to do the home check, mm-hmm. the intrusive home check to make sure it would be good for Popeye to live here, mm-hmm. formerly Winston, mm-hmm. dumb name, and she started talking about Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and because I don't want to get into this, man, I didn't say really, but I did just shine it on, just let it happen and move it along, yeah. next topic, yeah. You're talking about something different than that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because what I want to hear more of, and I think we should normalize this in conversation with other people, is, huh, where'd you learn that? What, what's the evidence? Oh. What's the evidence to back up what you just said? I'm just curious. I, I think where's the evidence is a little aggressive, but, oh, where'd you hear that? Okay. That is great. Listen, I'm workshopping this in real time. Yeah, no, no, okay? no. And if hey, that's listen. where it goes, that's where it goes. Calm down over there. Getting all hysterical like the ladies do. Okay. <laughs> let me let me read to you what specifically has me feeling this way. So this woman on Twitter responded to a tweet from Bernie Sanders where he said, the millennial generation is not struggling because they're wasting their money. The economy is rigged against them in favor of the rich. 
And this woman responded and said, many millennials will inherit their baby boomers' parents' wealth, making them the wealthiest group. They're struggling right now, but that is largely because of debt incurred for post-secondary education and interest payments owed to the government. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where is the evidence for this? Again, where yeah. where is the evidence that many millennials are going to inherit wealth? Where is the evidence that they will become the wealthiest group? Like, I want to see the projections that economists have made yeah. based on this. Right. What, what is she basing this on? And why is she just saying it and putting it out there as though it's a fact? She's just stating it like it's a fact. And then it has several likes, right? People read it. Oh, this fits with my worldview. I'm going to give this a like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I know I sound like a broken record here because I complain about this stuff all the time, but I just wish that we could normalize questioning and asking questions and saying, where did you learn that? Where did you hear that? What is the evidence for that? Because listen, that is what saved me, right? Yeah. Is people asking me that question and helping to pull me out of my own indoctrination. So... I I just feel very passionate about it because sometimes we get into these modes where we just don't question things and that can lead us down a very dangerous path. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's a good practice. I think we should all uh, push one another to do that very thing. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you all think about that? We'd love to hear from you. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it. At Dollamore.com. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit Patreon.com slash I Doubt It with Dollamore. Tony. Tony. Tony more than doubled the pledge. That is double fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. It's beautiful. And now, Tony, you are in the tier to be in our monthly video chats. So we hope that you take advantage of that because they will be at the end of this month, just as they are the end of every month. And I'm trying to open my calendar. Yes, they will be the 27th and the 28th. Yes. All right. So thank you guys so much for your beautiful support. We appreciate you. Please know that we just posted a bonus episode with Austin Foudy, and we recommend that you go and listen to that because in it is actually a call to action to assist him with a problem that he is having with some reporting in the local Boise Weekly in Idaho. Similar to the OC Weekly, you know, we were the best podcast in Orange County in the OC Weekly. We were so good, in fact, that they shut down. Yes, yes. And we're sorry about that because it is a big loss for Orange County. It's a big loss for all those people who were laid off, lost their jobs. So we uh, wish... All of them the best, and we hope that you take the time to listen to Austin and, and help him with his mission. Thank you so much. Yes. All right, moving on. Dollamocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So something happened this week. Uh, the, the, the IG for the Justice Department releases his, his report 
you know, a, a, a months, many months long investigation into whether or not there was political bias, political motivations involved with the initiation of the investigation into Donald Trump's campaign. As it has long been claimed. Right. The conspiracy. By Donald Trump. <laughs> the conspiracy theory that Donald Trump has promulgated saying that the, the, the Obama administration was spying on his campaign, illegally surveilling his campaign. Well, the report has come out and it contends, I will briefly say before I let Chris Wallace from Fox News uh, say the rest. But it, it, it contends that there was no political bias involved in the uh, origins of the investigation. It did find that there were some low-level FBI employees who withheld information in FISA warrants and FISA reapplications for warrants, um, omitting information that would have been useful for a judge. That is terrible. If it was um, malicious, I believe that person needs to be fired, maybe even prosecuted, because you are you are violating the Fourth Amendment constitutional rights of American citizens, and that is no good, no matter who the citizen is, because if the government, if the government can pick and choose which rights from which citizens they're able to usurp, none of us are safe. Having said that, overwhelmingly though, the rest of it was positive because it pushed back against and decimated Donald Trump's theory, even though he still claims the same thing and claims that the report exonerates uh, him from charges of conspiracy. Anyway, Chris Wallace, now the lone normal human being over at Fox News, explains to the Fox audience what was contained in the report. Well, you know, everybody is viewing this maybe from the lane of what they do for a living. I, I'm viewing it as a reporter uh, and, and the potential headline. Remember, this comes against the backdrop of Donald Trump uh, talking about the investigation of him in 2016 uh, as a political hit job. At one talk, uh, point, he talked about President Obama ordering the wiretapping of the Trump Tower. And in one of his first hearings uh, as attorney general, uh, Bill Barr talked about the FBI spying on the Trump campaign. He later said, well, spying is not a pejorative word. I view it as a perfectly legitimate word. Usually people talk about surveillance, not spying, which would seem to have a negative connotation. When you read the report, and we're obviously all skimming through it, uh, the headline is that they didn't find the things that Bill Barr and Donald Trump alleged. They basically found that there was no political, he found, uh, Michael Horowitz, there was not political bias either by James Comey or by uh, his deputy, uh, Andrew McCabe, uh, that it, they found that it was proper to launch the investigation. You can argue about whether the threshold was proper, but here's the inspector general who spent months uh, investigating it and 450 pages <laughs> explaining it that, that it was proper to launch the investigation and indeed that it was proper to seek a warrant on Carter Page. Uh, it, it certainly does say that there were a lot of uh, mis, mis, 
statement of improprieties, carelessness on the part of low-level FBI people, but no indication that this came, a fellow named Kevin Kleinsmith, who prior to the last week or so none of us had ever heard of, but uh, it certainly no indication that that was under any orders. So it seems to me that the, 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 the headline here is that he basically found that the FBI conducted the investigation, sought the warrant on a proper legal basis. There were some misconduct and allegations by individual people, but not uh, by any of the higher-ups. And with regard to the defensive briefings, in fact, there is a section in there where it says that one of the top FBI officials gave a very uh, reason that the IG seemed to accept as to why uh, there were not defensive briefings, why Donald Trump wasn't alerted uh, because there were individuals involved, it wasn't the Trump, Trump campaign writ large, and that it was proper not to identify it to the president. We can argue in a kind of oversight hearing way whether or not that's the way things should be done, but the IG is saying that this all fell within FBI and Justice Department guidelines. And just that was uh, me cutting off Bill Hemmer. The new replacement for uh, for Shep Smith, by the way. Yeah, that's uh, not going to be not going to be great. Well, it tells you something, and that I'm. This is just an aside, and then we can move on to talk about this. It tells you something when Donald Trump tweets, "He's a great man. He's going to do great there." I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know if he's buttering him up to try to uh, taint the well, mm -hmm. poison the well against uh, fairness and truth. Or, or what, but it's not great. Bill Hemmer has a history of kind of being douchey. Well, well, he's certainly, you know, Shep Smith. No. And while he was on screen, Bill Hemmer, talking to Chris Wallace here, the headline or the, what is it called at the bottom there? The, I don't know, the, the log line or the, the, I don't know. The, the screen, the bottom of the screen, you put it on your video. Oh, the ticker. Yeah. Well... No, not even the ticker. The the thing. Oh, the Chiron. Yeah, the Chiron. There we go. <laughs> we eventually got there, Brittany Page. Yes, yes. It says DOJ IG report slams FBI handling of Russia probe. Yeah, unfucking believable, <laughs> man. I mean, it it does. It makes me question why a guy like Chris Wallace isn't made aware, for, force his producers and people around him to make him aware of what the Chiron says while he's on screen. Mm -hmm. Because he represents the network. He he does have some influence over, hey, listen, when I'm on screen, I don't want any of that craziness up there. Any of those fucking lies. He doesn't do that. I yeah. mean, that says something. Well, yeah. So and I, he does have the power. He definitely he hosts a very popular Sunday New show. Yeah. Like you said, I think the important point is that this report, okay, confirms what we have suspected to be true, particularly about Bill Barr, right? Oh, yeah. Bill Barr turned out to be just a terrible person who is only living to support and be complicit and whatever it is that Donald Trump is up to. Douche chill. That's his role. Yeah. That's what he does. He is there to support and protect Donald Trump at all costs, including making these false accusations about illegal spying on the Trump campaign. It's worse than I even suspected it would be. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, the report did highlight areas in which the FBI did not handle things as well as they should have. Okay. Yeah. But that doesn't ultimately cancel out what the report found in terms of not supporting the allegations put forth by Donald Trump and Bill Barr. Yeah. That there was... Spying. Illegal spying. Yeah. And that it was a politically motivated investigation. Yeah. That is found to be false. In fact, in the course of the investigation and in this over 400-page report from Horowitz... Who, the, by the, the way, IG. Yeah, the IG. Who, by the way, a, a reminder, is the one who investigated Andrew McCabe, the former acting FBI director after Comey, former deputy director during Comey. And it was his findings, it was his recommendation to take away Andrew McCabe's pension after over 20 years of dedicated service. So he's not some anti-Trump guy. Anyway. That's always the defense, right? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) They're never Trumpers, even though they gave me a million dollars for my inauguration, even though I appointed them. They're never Trumpers. Yeah. They work in my administration. They're lifelong Republicans who were appointed by Bush, Reagan, Trump, but they're never Trumpers. (laughs) So anyway, uh, like I was saying, uh, Bill Barr is worse than I expected him to be. And the other night on Anderson Cooper's show, he took him to task. And I believe the title of the video is something like, uh, William Barr is smart enough to know not to say this. Today, the nation's top law enforcement officer took aim at the nation's top law enforcement agency. Attorney General William Barr suggesting that the FBI acted in bad faith in the Russian investigation And that is unprecedented. But perhaps given the last 24 hours or so, it's not unexpected. That's because right after the Justice Department's Inspector General report on the Russia probe came out yesterday, Barr's boss, President Trump, was already denouncing it. At the same time, Attorney General Barr began criticizing the work of the Inspector General, his own agency's top independent, we should point out, watchdog, which is also unusual, if not unprecedented. He pointed to a separate ongoing investigation that he himself commissioned, and that, too, is certainly unusual, as is the U.S. attorney in charge of that investigation putting out a statement right after Barr criticizing the inspector general's report as well, which is what he did. And now there's more. Attorney General Barr sat down with NBC News' Pete Williams, who asked him whether he stood by his claim that Trump campaign, that the Trump campaign was spied upon. Oh, it's clearly spied upon. I mean, that's what electronic surveillance is. I think wiring people up to go in and talk to people and make recordings of their conversations is spying. Oh, what the attorney general is doing here is blandly making two seemingly uncontroversial statements of fact that invite the listener to then draw a false inference that the campaign was spied upon. Keep him honest, though, he's smart enough to know better. For starters, Attorney General, uh, the att- attorneys general do not call court-sanctioned electronic surveillance spying, or they haven't until now, precisely because it suggests bad behavior. And although the inspector general did identify 17 separate problems in connection with some of the surveillance warrant applications, he didn't find the kind of politically motivated wrongdoing the president has alleged for three years and that the attorney general is insinuating. No hoax, no politically motivated witch hunt were found, no informants inserted into the Trump campaign. As for wiring people up, the DOJ doesn't call that spying spying either, but 
whatever you call it, it's immaterial because it simply didn't happen. Quoting now from the inspector general's report, we found no evidence that the FBI placed any CHSs, which are confidential sources, or UCEs, undercover employees, within the Trump campaign or tasked any confidential uh, sources or undercover sources to report on the Trump campaign. And the funny thing is that Attorney General Barr doesn't actually claim this specifically happened either. He only suggests that it did. Whoever he did straight up say this about the bigger picture. I think our, our nation was turned on its head for three years. I think uh, based on a completely bogus narrative that was largely flam- fanned uh, and hyped by an irresponsible press. Well, the inspector general did not conclude the Russian investigation was built on a bogus narrative. Just the opposite. Quoting again from the report, the FBI had an authorized purpose when it opened Crossfire Hurricane to obtain information about or protect against a national security threat or federal crime, even though the investigation also had the potential to impact constitutionally protected activity. So wait, did someone say bogus narrative? It was an illegal investigation. It was started illegally. They were spying on my campaign and it went right up to the top. This was a, an attempted coup. This was an attempted takedown of a president. This was spying on my campaign, something that has never been done in the history of our country. This was an overthrow attempt at the presidency. Everything about it was crooked. Comey lies and leaks. He's a liar and he's a leaker. Some of the people at the top were rotten apples. James Comey was one of them. The entire thing has been a witch hunt. It's a total witch hunt. It is one great hoax. It's a Democrat hoax. I call it the Russian hoax. One of the great hoaxes. That is the bogus narrative. In normal times, the attorney general would be congratulating his inspector general for doing a thorough and professional job after such an exhaustive report that took two years, saying something like, I don't know, maybe like this. Inspector General Horowitz is a fiercely independent investigator, a superb investigator who I think has conducted this particular investigation in the most professional way. And I think his work, when it does come out, will be a credit to the department. Well, that sounds like a reasonable statement. And that's because that is what Attorney General Barr said about Horowitz, the inspector general, and his investigation just a few weeks ago before he suddenly didn't like its conclusions and then trashed it this morning. Weird. Yeah. How strange. Mm-hmm. Because Bill Barr's loyalty is not to the truth. It is not not to fact-finding. It is not to evidence. Yeah. It is not to what's right. Oh, can I guess what his loyalty is to? Donald Trump. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm right. And it's really scary, actually. Right? Yeah, of course it is, because he's acting... I mean, William Holder, the for, Obama's... Um, Attorney General today, or yesterday maybe, said that uh, he is unfit because he is acting as though he represents Donald Trump's personal interest. He's acting as though he doesn't serve the Constitution of the United States of America. He serves Donald Trump, the man, not the even the office of the presidency, which he doesn't serve the office of the presidency. The Attorney General, that's not his role. That's White House counsel. Formerly Don McGahn, now Cipollini or Cicilline or whatever the fuck his name is. Bill Barr is out of line. Bill Barr is furthering the division in this country by giving 
credit, giving uh, legitimacy to wild, insane conspiracy theories that have no basis in reality, in fact. Here is Donald Trump. I'm going to play it for as, long, as much as I could take it, a minute or two. Here's Donald Trump the day that the report was released, slamming the FBI, claiming that the report says something that it doesn't. This is dangerous talk from the President of the United States. So they tried to frame innocent people in the ludicrous, it all started with the Russia witch hunt, right? Then the Inspector General's shocking report proved that the Obama FBI obtained secret warrants to spy on my campaign based on a phony foreign dossier. That is not what happened. He just said the IG report showed that the Obama administration spied on his campaign and it was predicated on blah, 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 the Steele dossier. Not true. Not what was found. Not what happened in reality. He continues. Of the bunk smears paid for by crooked Hillary Clinton and the DNC. The FBI failed to disclose the nature of the political hit job to the FISA court. They hid it, they deceived it, and they lied. The dossier was written by a discredited foreign agent who, quote, desperate that Donald Trump not get elected and was passionate about him not being the United States president. What's this? They, folks, they spied on our campaign, okay? They spied. Never happened before in the history of our country. Listen to him whipping up this crowd with zero concern for what could happen. Zero concern for the repercussions that could take place. Mm -hmm. He's already had someone build pipe bombs that thankfully didn't work because Mm -hmm. the guy was a fucking moron. He's already incited violence. He's already given legitimacy to Nazis and white supremacist groups by saying that, ah, good people on both sides. Mm -hmm. And here he is whipping this crowd into a frenzy. There was a clip you sent me Mm -hmm. of a guy talking about this is a coup. A a Trump supporter outside of a rally. Outside the rally. In all of the Trump gear. He's got a shirt that says uh, Trump 2020 fuck your feelings and in fact he's covering up the f they must have said it's going to be on tv you got to cover that up and he says i've got a 357 magnum Mm -hmm. that'll have something to say if they remove my president from office all twitchy and paranoid and freaked out and this is what we have not a uniter not a positive figure in our day we have someone who's whipping up the crowd of, of, of filled with people talking about violence in a second civil war. And I just want to say that it, it fills me with anxiety to know what our reality is right now. Yeah. In addition to everything you're describing, but also the fact that children are dying in holding cells, that hundreds of thousands of people are going to be losing access to food stamps, including 
children and access to free school lunch. And there are people who are still saying things like they won't vote for anyone else other than Bernie Sanders. Or yeah. or they won't vote for Bernie Sanders. Right. Both of those things are, are uh, imbued with a level of privilege that I... They bother me a lot because if you're so privileged that you don't look, if 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 I can't vote for only Joe Biden or I will only vote for Bernie Sanders. And if one of them doesn't get the nomination, then I'm not going to vote. Mm-hmm. Well, that means fuck those kids who are dying in ICE custody. Fuck them. It's failing to take the opportunity to stand in the gap. Yeah. To stand as a united front with people who don't have as much power, don't have as much opportunity. And it's shocking to me when I hear it, honestly, because because it's coming from a place of tribalism. It's not coming from a place of compassion. It's not coming from a place of empathy. It is tribalism. It is selfishness. And I'm I'm genuinely confused by it. And listen, there are fair criticisms that people can make. You think I want to vote for Joe Biden? You, no, you think I want to vote for Michael Look, Bloomberg? You, I can't believe that he has 2% in the polls. Listen, okay? Do you think I wanted to vote for Hillary Clinton? Yeah. I, I may have literally held my nose. <laughs> In protest while I voted for her. And and listen, this is this is an interesting conversation. And this is actually something I genuinely want to hear from the listeners on. Well, this comes up because I just had a YouTube comment that said, I will only vote for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And I, I want to hear from people who hold that position because because what is the argument there, right? Typically, it's frustration surrounding the system that we're in. Right. Sure. The two party system. Which is a justified frustration. It's a justified frustration. But when we are facing what we're facing, and and you just heard the clip, you you just heard what we talked about. It's not over. There's something he says at the end that I want to talk about. Yes. You're living in the world. You're paying attention to the news because you're listening to the show. I don't get it. Those things don't fit together for me, right? Someone who can be aware understand what's going on and then still make a choice like that to to not take an action here if you believe that donald trump is literally bringing us closer to nuclear annihilation with his toying around with with uh progressing nuclear power in north korea and you believe that he is a despot with autocratic tendencies who is a racist and a white supremacist who is doing Uh, inhumane actions at our southern border. To say that you're not going to vote for anyone but Bernie Sanders or anyone but Joe Biden means that you have the privilege of those issues not affecting you. And it is fundamentally, it is lacking empathy for those in a position that you are not. I don't know anybody Consciously, I don't know anybody who's an illegal, an undocumented individual. I don't don't know anybody. But it doesn't mean I don't care about the plight of asylum seekers and those coming here undocumented, illegally, whatever, or not, because they want a better life. I live a very privileged existence as a white man in this country. 
And I ultimately believe that the union will survive, even if Donald Trump does get reelected. It's just going to do inexorable damage that's going to take a long time to reverse. Anyway, I don't want to go too long on this. We, we, we would love to hear from you. I want to drop the phone number one more time before I let goddamn Trump finish what he's saying. 657-464-7609. Email your voice memos from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Dingus continues. And we're really wise to it. We're wise to it. The inspector general found that the FBI's spying application contains 17 errors and omissions commonly known as lies and deceit. When the FBI, and you have great people in the FBI, but not in leadership, you have not good people in leadership, you haven't had. When the FBI uncovered evidence showing that we did absolutely nothing wrong, which was right at the beginning, they hid that exonerating, you know that, they hid it. They hid it so nobody could see it, so they could keep this hoax going on for two years. They knew right at the beginning that it was all a frame-up, a setup. But they hid it so that nobody could see it, so they could keep it going on, thinking they were going to hurt us politically. But now we're stronger politically than we were ever before. Not true. And the FBI also sent multiple undercover human spies to surveil and record people associated with our campaign. Look how they've hurt people. They've destroyed the lives of people that were great people, that are still great people. Their lives have been destroyed by scum, okay, by scum. Let that sink in. That is the President of the United States saying that Paul Manafort, good, decent man, Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn, Rick Gates, George Papadopoulos, and the series of other individuals who have been convicted by a jury of their peers and or pled guilty to their crimes, that those criminals, those felons, those people who, who crimes against their country, their lives were destroyed by scum. He's talking about FBI agents. Blue lives matter, y'all. Yeah. The law and order candidate, Donald Trump, is calling the Federal Bureau of Investigation an organization filled with scum. Well, you know what Joe Biden thinks about that? Joe Biden thinks we need the Republican Party. <laughs> it's very important that we keep it around. Yeah. Very necessary. This is what he is quoted as saying on that, because he really did say that. Quote, it's not like there's going to be some great epiphany and people are going to wake up and go, oh, my God, I'm now a Democrat. And if you hear people on the rope line saying, I'm a Republican, I say, stay a Republican. Vote for me, but stay a Republican, because we need the Republican Party. He later added that he's concerned about what would happen if the Republican Party was totally clobbered. Quote, I'm really worried that no party should have too much power, he said. You need a countervailing force. You know, tell that to Mitch McConnell, who just tonight, right? It was tonight. On Hannity. When he was asked if there is an opening on the Supreme Court, 
if he would fill that vacant seat, right? That's yeah, what he was asked. And I believe this this may not be a direct quote, but it's pretty fucking close. He said, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Remember, mm -hmm. it would have been in, in uh, against, it, the it would have been contravention of the spirit of the Constitution of the United States to, to give Merrick Garland even a meeting to see whether he was a worthy candidate to confirm. He certainly didn't give him an up and down vote for confirmation. Instead, they waited until Donald Trump was elected and then uh, put in uh, Gorsuch and then subsequently Kavanaugh, Bart O. Kavanaugh, Beer Goggle McGee. But asked by Sean Hannity tonight, hey, are you going to you gonna apply that same... He asked in a different way that was far more... Uh, complimentary and mm -hmm. easy to answer but mm -hmm. ultimately it's hey are you gonna apply the same standard that you did to obama to trump oh no mm -hmm. oh no way mm -hmm. no we're gonna fill as many fucking seats as we can using donald trump and using the bully pulpit of, of majority that we have right now even in even going against senate rules even going against the, the what the constitution says and even going against what we've done in the past that's what mitch mcconnell did well and I, i'm I'm trying and, to, and back to the Biden thing. Yeah, Sorry. not to, and I'm not defending Biden here at all, but I am thinking of people like TJ in North Carolina who want this idea to be more prominent of having more party options, right? Yeah, sure. Having different options I that we can that. choose from, right? And maybe that's what Joe Biden is saying, right? That we need another option. But the thing is, he offers up too many defenses of the P Republican Party specifically and Republicans specifically. And that's concerning given what we have going on right now. And I'm not even talking about partisanship, right? Because if we were in a different time <laughs> yeah, and, well, and, this, not, and this wasn't going on, then I would say, sure, right? Try to extend the hand, talk about how we need different options. People should be encouraged to look up those options, whatever. But we are in a different time right now. And when you have Mitch McConnell operating the way that he does, I don't know if anyone was watching the impeachment hearings all day. If you watch the way the Republicans were behaving in there, just bad faith all over the place, yeah, manipulative, yeah. lying right out. We can't be saying things like this. Well, here's, here's It's not a level playing field. It's not. Here's the deal. For Joe Biden to say, we need the Republican Party. It's not dealing with reality in modern times. It's as though he doesn't recognize what today's Republican Party represents. Because let me tell you, every we're getting ready to witness what's going to happen in a Senate trial relative to impeachment and, and the attempted removal of Donald Trump through a constitutionally outlined process. And every single Republican who ends up voting to acquit Donald Trump, to not remove Donald Trump, isn't someone we need. That is someone who is puts blinders on and is allowing a rogue president to continue to have power. It, that is someone who is allowing someone who is flagrantly abusing the power of their office and ignoring their oath of office. Letting them remain. We don't need them. If a Mitt Romney is to vote no, 
that's a guy you can deal with. That's a guy who might have ridiculous, bonkers policy outlines. But he's not in a fucking fantasy land and he isn't allowing his country to be flushed down the fucking toilet. And Joe Biden claiming that we need these Republicans is also not in reality. The other person, the other candidate, again, we're kind of turning into the criticize Democrat show and that's fucking fine yeah i will also say we're not turning into that but it is something that is necessary especially as we're getting closer and closer to election time because the field is already starting to narrow kamala harris dropped out which by the way gave cory booker a significant um, boost in money yeah he's probably not going to be in the december debate but he is is feeling the support in terms of additional endorsements that he received as a result of Kamala dropping out and also money. He raised money in like record time. Yeah, good. So we, we need we need his voice. Yeah. And we need to be having these conversations about these candidates. It can't just be criticizing Donald Trump all the time. Right. At a certain point, the attention will need to focus a little bit on the candidates and what this upcoming election is going to look like. And one of the things that we need to focus on is Pete Buttigieg and his lack of transparency. Yeah. And also his fucking arrogant, shitty attitude when dealing people on as Joe Biden referred to them, the rope lines. This is a clip. You're not going to be able to hear it very well, but I want to play the clip to to exhibit that it, that it happened. A young man, I don't know if he's a kid or just a young adult, but a younger guy, he asks the question about, listen, you say you're committed to getting money out of politics. Does that mean not holding private donor fundraisers with billionaires? And Pete Buttigieg's answer is a smug look at him right in the fucking eyes. Nope. And that is not what we need right now. That is not leadership. That is doing the same old thing. He also won't won't commit to not appointing ambassadorships to people who are donors, who are big money donors. It's a problem. Here's the clip. Try to make it out if you can. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fucking worthless. Yeah, Nobody that, can hear that. That was a worthless clip to play. But that's what happened. The kid <laughs> asked him the question, right? And he looks up at him and says, "Nope," and yeah. then walks the fuck away. Doesn't stand there for a a conversation. Mm-hmm. It was a dismissive, dickish response. Yes. And also there was footage of Pete leaving some event and they were chanting Wall Street Pete, Wall Street Pete. That's right. So this is something. He was leaving a fundraiser in New York City. Yeah, this is something that is is not going to go well for him. I'm not sure what the strategy is. I'm sure that he is feeling like he's riding a wave right now because he's at the top of the poll in Iowa, I believe. But this is not going to fly Yeah, with the current Democratic Party. Look, this might fly in Iowa. This might fly in early primary states. Uh, there is a massive movement to progressivism 
in this country, especially where it relates to getting money out of fucking politics. And for him to be dismissive about it, like it's not a problem, is is inexplicable to me. Anyway, we'd love to know what you think. 657, I don't mean to sound like defeated, but it, it, it's a bummer. Especially when I had so many high hopes for Pete Buttigieg early on when he was, like, remember when 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 Beto O'Rourke was an actual progressive, a Medicare in, for in All Texas. guy? Yeah, yeah, when he ran for Senate. Mm-hmm. It was like, ah, this, I really like this guy. He's got an energy. He's He's got a head on his shoulders. Yeah. And then he ran for president, and then it was like this... This crazy jerk to the right, to the center. Well, well, and that's why we need to be having these conversations. Because Pete Buttigieg is not the candidate that he started out as. No. And that is a political move about what he thinks is going to be most successful. What is going to be most likely to win him the presidency. It means he doesn't have any core ideology that he's willing to stand by. And that's concerning, right? You can't just come out, stamp yourself with a party label, and then have everyone get behind you. I mean, Jim Webb ran as a Democrat, for God's sakes. Like, you know, we need to... Make sure that we are evaluating people based on their positions and not necessarily the label that they ascribe to themselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, uh, that's why I admire Bernie Sanders so much. Because Bernie Sanders is Bernie Sanders, and he's always been Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. And I don't just mean the fucking haircut. (laughs) You know what I mean? Bernie Sanders, when I worked on Capitol Hill and roamed around without a staff around the Capitol building, crazy Bernie... He's the same guy he is today. Same policies, same passions, same ideologies. He doesn't wait for primary season and then general election shift and twist and turn. We need more of that. Mm-hmm. And I would put Elizabeth Warren in that category as well. Absolutely. Anyway, we'd love to know what you think. I was going to drop the phone number and then stepped on myself with another thought. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email the voice memos from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Before we go, I'm going to talk about Patreon a little bit. So if this is the time you want to check out, you can check out. Bye. (laughs) We are independent media, Brittany and I. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those George Soros checks, they uh, dried up a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We As in they never yeah, came. Th- we didn't get them. Yeah. Let's make sure. Although we have been accused of receiving them. Oh, I've been accused. Maybe still daily. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's, yeah. who's paying you, Jesse Dollamore? Yeah. <laughs> those Trump ads are paying you. By the way, can I give you credit? Me? Everybody who checked out because they thought this was going to be a Patreon ad, now they're going to be bummed that they missed out on a funny bit. Uh-oh. Because you told me today, we were mm-hmm. watching a little bit of the impeachment, 13 hours of impeachment hearings. Uh-huh. We didn't watch 13 hours. You watched more than me because I got fucking tired of it. Mm-hmm. But you, you told me Doug Collins, the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee in the House, that he's trying to do an impression of a banjo. No, 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 no. Oh, what'd you say? I said he sounds like a banjo. <laughs> It's it's not all the time though. It's when he gets really riled up. With when the he, fast talking. Yeah, when he gets the... really riled up. He he literally the sounds that were coming out of his mouth sounded like a banjo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Very funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, that that amused me a lot. Mm-hmm. And you know, you say funny things so rarely, Brittany Page. Uh huh. <laughs> that was uh, shooting daggers at me right there. Well, I mean, I don't care what you say. I know it's not true. You're hilarious anyway. I'm just being a dickhole. You know, someone once told me that I'm not funny. This happened like a year ago, and. All I thought to myself was, this person doesn't know me at all. That's what I thought. That's it? Yeah, because that's just <laughs> it's just not true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, again, 657-464-7609. I doubt it at dollamore.com. We are independent media. We would love, we would invite you, if you are in a financial position, to spare two, five, six, seven, eight, ten dollars $10 a month. We would love to have you join the Patreon family. There are rewards. We just sent a big fat stack of stickers out. In fact, fat stack. In fact, so many stickers that now we have to order new stickers and mm-hmm. we're going to I'm going to try to design something of a new sticker. Why don't you just do the same thing? I don't well, why does it need to be different? So why don't you just ask the audience this? So Jesse's conflicted because he wants to change the logo from the cartoon faces to something else to an actual photo of us no or just something else yeah and i i don't think that's necessary i don't understand why he wants to do it but that's what he feels compelled to do so if you have ideas for him why don't you write in and give him yeah. some ideas so anyway dollamore.com slash patreon we'd love your support we are independent every little bit goes a long way if we were able to marshal the size of our audience uh we could do some amazing things to grow this program. Anyway, we love you guys. We will see you next time. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with it, honestly. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck to do with this thing. 